Welcome to our podcast, Redeemed, where we discuss what it means to live the redeemed Christian life and how that should affect the way that we live our everyday life. So thanks for joining us, and let's get to it. back once again to another episode of Redeemed. Uh, As we finished up with our last ones, we were talking about uh, Joseph. And uh, we talked about forgiveness and how he forgave his brothers. And I want to touch on that just a little bit because that kind of leads up to the part of the story where we are today. Uh, In our Bible readings, we we, we have started Exodus. Actually, we're several chapters into Exodus at this point. But we need to understand that uh, Joseph being in Egypt brought his whole family to Egypt, and therefore the Israelites started to live in Egypt. So that kind of sets the stage for where uh, our next character, one also one of my favorites, Moses, comes into play. Because the Israelites, uh, due to the famine, moved themselves to Egypt so that Joseph could help take care of them. Well, as time progresses, what happens? Well, Joseph died. And the Pharaoh that took over after that didn't didn't really feel the same way about the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Didn't see. really know who Joseph was. Didn't care. Yep, didn't care. And so things began to change for the Israelites. Instead of a, a nice place to live, it became uh, they became more like slaves. Yep. And he was using them to do hard labor things. Yep. Anyway, so that kind of sets the backdrop for. Uh, where we're going today, and sets the stage for this person called Moses, who I find extremely entertaining, uh, interesting, and uh, and relatable, and relatable, very relatable. And I think he was considered one of the most humble people in the Bible, to be honest. And uh, as you really look at his story, that does seem to uh, come out on many times over. He's a, he's a very humble man. With that being said. The thing I want to camp out on today is uh, if you look at the birth of Moses and what you got going on there, uh, the Pharaoh at that time was beginning to realize that the Israelites were becoming too numerous and they were going to begin the process of, uh, they were beginning that process where they were going to outnumber the Egyptians themselves. <clears throat> and from a military standpoint, that was a, it's a problem for big, the Egyptians. <laughs> big problem. Because now all of a sudden they're looking at thinking these people are going to come in and take over. Now, I don't see that the Israelites had any thoughts towards that. No, but that's how the Pharaoh saw it. But that's how the Pharaoh saw it, and he felt threatened. And so he felt like he had to do something to stop this. And so one of the things he did was, first of all, he put him into hard, harder labor than what was already there. Yep. And then second of all, uh, if a male child was born, they had to uh, throw it into the uh, river. Yeah, some may say a drastic measure. Yeah, it was very drastic. But when 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 people feel threatened, it's amazing what kind of drastic measures do come out. That's right. So that's kind of that's what we got going on. Well, this this lady uh, had a baby, and unfortunately, it was a son. And so she has to make a choice: the choice of whether to obey the government and get rid of it. Drown it. <laughs> yeah. Toss in the nut. <laughs> which would not, which, you know, my wife has had several kids. Would That would not be an easy request for her. Because after uh, you've gone all this time mm-hmm. 
just carrying this child and all of a sudden you have this child and all of a sudden you got to get rid of it. Yeah, it probably wasn't going to happen. Nope. My wife would fight tooth and nail for that. Yep. So I'm not surprised that this woman made the choice she did. Now, it is an interesting choice of how she decided to do it because in a lot of ways, if you really look at it, she really put the baby in, in God's hand. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big time. So, so her idea and her way of getting around all this was basically she wove a basket and loaded him up, put him on the Nile River, and sent him down the river. Which is not a calm river, by the way. Aren't there alligators? In There's alligators in the Nile River. This is, this is still a very intense river. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So big time in God's hands there. Absolutely. And it is amazing what happens is this basket goes down the river and who finds it? Pharaoh's daughter. Yeah. Good job. Good I couldn't tell if that was an open-ended question or not. I thought you lost it for a second. But you got it. <laughs> You're right. A servant of the Pharaoh's daughter finds it. And uh, she opens it up, sees his baby, and she has pity on this child. And uh, decides that she is going to take it in, which is amazing in itself, right there. Oh, yeah. That once even Pharaoh found out what his daughter had done, that he, he went along with that plan. So if you can't see God's hand all over this, it's it's you ain't paying attention. Exactly, <laughs> you ain't paying attention. And then at that direct moment, uh, Moses's sister, who had been following him along the river, pops out and says, "Hey, would you like me to find a Hebrew woman?" To take care of this baby and to nurse this baby for you. Quick thinking on her part. Very quick thinking. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. That's real sisterly love right there. Yes, yes. And, and uh, lo and behold, the Pharaoh's daughter says yes. And so she hires Moses' mom, real mom, to, to feed and take care of this child. And then when he became of age, she gave him back to Pharaoh's daughter. And uh, she raised him in the palace. And she gave him the name Moses. Amazing story. I, I still, it's like, if you really break it down, look at it, all the different elements that, that uh, you can just tell God's all over this. Yeah. And that God's got a job for this child. You know what I'm saying? Pretty big job, we come to find out. <laughs> Huge job. Mm -hmm. Huge job. Which, which is just, it just, yeah, mind-blowing to me. But what I want to focus on is there, there comes a time when we have to look at what our government is telling us to do and what God is telling us to do. And we have to decide which is the higher call. And uh, as Michael and I were discussing a little bit earlier before we started the podcast, that's a very fine line. Yes. Yes, it is. And you got to be, it's not a decision you want to take lightly. And it's not a decision that you want to be uneducated on. And it's definitely not something you want to do without God's support. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because there are there are a multitude of scriptures throughout the Bible that talks about uh, obeying your governments and uh, that these people have been put into power uh, in places of authority by God. Mm -hmm. And so in, in some ways we were meant to follow those people. But at the same time, when you have to make a choice like this, whether to kill your child or to, or to save your child, right. to save your child seems to be more in accordance to what I think the Lord wants to do. I would agree. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the Lord was there telling telling the uh, Israelites they had to they had to sacrifice their for their their boys. Right. I don't believe he was doing that. That came from Pharaoh. Yes. And so uh, at some point, as Christians, we might have to make a a choice of which we're going to do: either follow the government or follow the Lord. 
And like I said, it's a, it's, it's a difficult line to find sometimes. And uh, the reason I was kind of looking at this is because I feel like with the way our government and the way our world is going sometimes, I feel like there's this constant tension between God's law and the government's law. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to differentiate when to uh, when to know when it's okay to say, no, we're not following this, that we have to do what the Lord has called us to do can be a bit difficult. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes I think we take too small of issues and say, well, we're not going to follow government because this is what the Lord says. Right. Yeah, but the Lord also says on the very on the very same page to live quiet, peaceful lives. Yep. And that means what? Trying to avoid the strife and the, and the arguments that are going on and try to live a peaceful life that's focused on the Lord. So at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's it's a very fine line, and I don't want to come across as saying that we have to, you know, when it when these times come, the government says we got to do this, that we have to say throw off the shackles of government, say no, we're not doing that, and we have to follow the Lord. I believe those days are going to come, but I believe that we have to be careful when they come to make sure that that is what the Lord wants us to do, and when that time comes, we make that step and we stick to it. That's not a decision that should be made by us. It's a decision that should be made through constant prayer and constant, I would say, studying of uh, of God's word. Because mm-hmm. that's not a decision, like you said, it's not a decision that that we should take lightly. That's a very big decision when and if in our lifetimes we get to that point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I truly believe that Moses' mom made the right call. Uh, she saved his child, and God is going to use this child to lead his people out of Egypt. He's got a huge job for this child called Moses. And so because uh, this mother defied the government at this particular moment and decided to save this child, the Lord was going to use that to save all of Israel. And there's going to come a point, I just believe on my heart, that we're going to have to make a choice like that. And when it comes, I hope that we'll look at it the same way that Moses' mom did and understand that this is the time to make the break. This is the time to make the call. And then we follow that call through with everything we believe in, regardless of the consequences that may come our way. Because it could very well end in another way, and uh, the mother could have lost her life, or that whole family could have lost their lives. Yeah. Because, because they disobeyed the Pharaoh. And we have to understand that when those days come, there will be dire consequences to the, you know what I'm saying? There will be consequences to define the government. And that just shows even more that I believe that that was God's plan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because not only did she, she, I mean, she ended up getting to raise her son for, it doesn't, we don't know for exactly how long, but for longer than she had planned on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to live the redeemed Christian life, more than anything, we have to make sure that we're in the Word. Mm-hmm. Because when the laws come down, and the things come down from the government that violate what is in the Word of the Lord, I believe that's when we have to make our call. Yep. And that's when we'll know that it's time to make the break. And that's the time we'll know we'll have to stand alone and and uh, take the punishment for wherever it is coming. Because we have to obey a higher call. I agree. Not a time I'm looking forward to. I'm going to be honest with you. To be honest, I liked I like trying to be able to trust my government and that my government has my best interest in mind and that they're in some way following what the Lord wants them to do. 
But as time progresses, uh, I feel like things are changing. And a lot of that trust in my own government has begun to kind of dissipate a little bit. Yeah, and they can always change back too. It's true. It's true. So I just, I can't encourage you enough to do your best to stay in the Word, uh, stay on your knees and praying so that you'll know and be able to make that decision when that time comes. But until then, I think we should do our best to try to honor and respect our governments to the best of our abilities because that's what God's called us to do. And when that time comes, we got to make that break. And then we'll know it, and we'll jump into that both both feet, because we understand that's what God's called us to do. Thanks for joining us, and remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook, and the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.